Tuesday. This is Knockouts in Three Counts. But before we get to our episode with Ariane Andrew talking about Pontown Wrestling and all those good things, I got to tell you about the people who are bringing you this episode, and that's our sponsors over at Potter's Tree Service. If you are in the need for, if you need tree removal, tree trimming, chipping service, storm damage cleanup, walnut logging, lot clearing, all that stuff, Ace of Potter and the boys got you covered. But I'm probably not even giving you the half of it. I'm going to show you this video and let them tell you for themselves. All their stuff is in the description. Check them out. Tell them Knockouts and Three Counts sent you. And stay tuned for another episode of Podcast Gold. This is the Ring of Honor, a.k.a. Shane T, boy. The baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. This is Mr. Anderson. This is good old JR Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Power! Power! We got to become a world champion! That might be one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen in my life. Knockouts and Three Counts in the podcast, baby. That's the real deal, baby. Knockouts and Three Counts starts now. What up, though? This is Knockouts and Three Counts. This is another Tuesday, and it's just before Turkey Day, but, man, do we got a great episode for you. We've got Ariane Andrew. How you doing? Appreciate the time. I'm doing amazing. How are you, boys? Can't complain. The Lions managed to pull it out, all right? Even though J-Bone said that we had to just chalk this one up as a L. He's yeah, a Fairweather Lions fan. You heard it here first. He Check his Facebook. Any of y'all that be fo don't follow us, make sure you're doing that too. But, yeah, he's a Fairweather Lions fan. But they managed to uh, not only get the win, but they got a little bit of uh, – they got a little bit of extra done thanks to Aiden Hutchinson, man. That kid's first a dog, all, so we're not, not doing too bad. Aaron, you see what I got to put up with every week? He's so fucking mean to me, dude, all the time. Okay, wait. He has, ah. to, be, he has to be mean to you because you said Aaron. I'm, Come on, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's Arian. Come Arian, on now. I'm so sorry. My see? This, 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 this He's so mean to me every week, and I'll be the first to say I'm eating my words today. I am gladly drinking the blue <laughs> I see? Because, 
I am so happy we pull out the dub. I'm keeping this. I ain't taking my Facebook status down, but I was riding the wave. I'm like, let's just go to next week. We lost. Let's get it over with. Did but, you have the blue Kool-Aid shots, though? I may, I may have a few or five, probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He was Podcast turned up juice. for sure. Podcast juice, baby. We got to get loose around. You here. heard it. That's what Devin calls it. Shout out to Devin. We had his wedding yesterday, man. That was uh, something else as well. So, how are you doing this weekend? What is that? Who are you talking to? Me? Okay, you. Her. Oh, <laughs> you. Okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> I know shit about me. He don't care about me. I, mean, I know what you were doing. <laughs> you know they're living his best life saying my name wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fired. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's all Gucci. It's all good. But you just look, I appreciate the time. Shout out to TK Trinidad. She will be joining us this Friday to talk about uh, all things that were going down. We had AEW Full Gear yesterday. She's going to be talking to us about that since she was there at the Kia Forum, which... It was dope to see the arena pretty filled up like that, and it was a hell of a show, man. Shout out to Swerve Strickland and them. That was uh, one hell of a match. MVP of the, the whole car, yeah. That's, that's Can't argue that. If you ask yeah. me, that's two in a row for him. That dude is a rising star, and you're going to see his name bigger in the bigger lights pretty soon. He should be. If that guy's not a main eventer from here on out, I don't know what the hell they're doing. But that's yeah. a story for another time. But – um. With all that said, you know, we're getting close to Turkey Day. You got to tell me, what's the plans for Thanksgiving? What are we eating? Are you cooking or are you just getting to eat Thanksgiving? Um, I'm definitely cooking. The family is going to be here. I made, I will say, I made the best turkey, hands down, last year. So I'm excited for my turkey. Everyone was excited about it. So, yeah, I'm going to be doing a little bit of cooking, a little bit of hanging out, you know, the whole nine. What about you guys? Can't complain. What do you got up, J-Bone? Hey, I'm just going to be eating, dude. I ain't cooking shit. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be bouncing around family to family, getting all the food I can, taking leftovers. You know how it goes. Oh, yeah. You got to hit Damo's house and you got the family's house. I see what you got going on. It's oh, all right. I, got, I ain't mad at I you. The, I got the Hispanic side. I got the white side. I got a little bit of mixture of both. I'm getting all the good shit this year. So it's all good, man. I ain't mad at you. Previous years, I was bouncing either was like the, the Vietnamese house or, yeah. So, you know, we get a little best, best of both worlds. Exactly. See, I'm not doing any bouncing. I got the nephews and my, my sister and the brother-in-law coming over here and hoping the Lions can keep it together for the Packers. But we're about to be eating good. There's, I know there's going to be apple pie. I ain't, I ain't posting about the Lions no more now that I know you're watching me. I mean, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't the only one saying that you was talking shit, so I just had to bust your balls a little bit. Bro. I was talking a lot of shit. I, I don't think that's Damn, J-Bone, you're getting your balls busted today. <laughs> Hey, this is every week. Like I said, there he's neat as fuck every week for me. I'm, I'm just I'm just the abused one on this show. That week. wasn't what you were saying. We were at Metallica last week. That was like probably the top one greatest concert I've probably been to so far. So we both were having a blast last weekend. And uh with Devin's bachelor party, neither one of us could have been complaining last weekend. But wait, how are you guys that- feeling? How are you how are you feeling today after the wedding though? Uh to be honest, oh, I'm yeah, all right. Wait, hold on. Wrong. Wait, that was what a Wait, you know I'm bad with math. How many days ago was that? When was the that? Wedding? Was yesterday? It was okay. yesterday. Okay. Yep, well, we, I we, see. We're in, this, we're in this on Tuesday, so you know I, I was trying. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I'll, so I'll, I'll when we're airing this, Tuesday. yeah, yesterday was the wedding. Shout out to Devin, one of our original uh, four co-hosts here. Um, he uh, he got married. Shout out to him and Portia. It was a good time. Like the last two weeks have been hectic, right? So like last week I had. Him and I were at Metallica uh, Friday and Sunday, 
And then Devin's bachelor party was in between that. So we met up with them at the cigar bar after Metallica night one. Night two, in between night one and night two, I had the bachelor party. And we was out till four in the morning that night. And then we went out to Metallica again. And then this weekend you had uh, you had uh, the wedding. And then I got up and watched uh, Full Gear and had to take the suit back and all that stuff before I went over to church and stuff. So, yeah, it's been a crazy couple weeks. You feeling old yet? You feeling old? You feeling yeah, I, bro. I felt old last week, but I'm not the one who lost my voice like you did. Look, I've been, on, I've been, a, I've been on a concoction of Jack Daniels and Honey for a week, man, trying to get this voice back, and I'm not even there yet. This isn't even what I sound like. It's crazy. Y'all crazy. I thought yeah, I was crazy. Y'all crazy. We get a little crazy around here. It's Kyle. Kyle. Kyle's a wild man. Look, man, I work at the post office, so those people think they own my time. So between that and giving you guys podcast gold, I don't have a whole lot of other time. So with that, I got to when I get it in, I got to get in where I fit in. And uh, it was it was it was a good it was it was good times. But uh, along with that, you know, I mean, that's uh, how I linked up with uh, TK when we were out in Chicago. Hence how we made um, this happen as well. But, you know, speaking of how we've survived the last couple weekends. How are you doing after the pay-per-view for Pondtown Wrestling? Woo! I'm kind of feeling like you guys are a little bit, you know? It's definitely been a lot of sleepless nights, that's for sure. Preparing for the show, then doing the pay-per-view, mom's birthday, my birthday. Just It's it's just been a lot, and now we're here already like at the holidays. Like, the year is pretty much over. It's just, it's hustle. It's like you feel like this is the, the time to kind of like sit back and relax, but it's kind of like, woo! putting the pedal to the metal. I can only imagine with all doing all the media and all that stuff, I've got a, you know, and I, I've checked out some of the matches, you know, I know when we were doing the show with TK Trinidad, shout out to women's wrestling talk. Um, you know, we talked about Sonny kiss on there, man. You know, I saw you got in there with Sonny kiss and now I just saw your former partner Trinity and Sonny just had it out on impact as well. So, Talk to me how you're feeling after getting back in the ring and how do you feel with getting in the ring with somebody like Sonny when we're seeing Sonny showing up everywhere now and going for Impact World titles and things? You know what's crazy? I think timing is, I always say timing is everything. And it's just interesting. Um, You know, I haven't been back in the ring since the Royal Rumble of 2022. And coming out with Palantown Wrestling, it was kind of like a toss-up because I was like, do do I get in the ring or do I make this more about the new talent, you know, building up the new talent? But I was like, you know what? I don't think it would be a show. It's like, how do I create something so magical, but then don't get back in the ring? So being in the ring with Sonny was freaking awesome. Um, And also to get the (coughs) this is awesome chant while we were wrestling is something that I've always wished for. So it kind of felt like my WrestleMania moment in a sense of having that moment of like, wow, damn, people are feeling this because to get a, this is awesome chant, you got to be doing some things up in the ring. So it definitely felt really good to um, get back, um, kind of expand my horizons, but it was, it was a lot because trying to put together a whole entire company, a show, and then trying to keep my fitness together, that fell off for a few weeks. Um, and then getting back in the ring, I really don't know how I pulled it off, but it just goes to show when people say um, it's impossible, nothing's impossible. It's only impossible if you feel it is. Mindset is everything. Ain't that the truth? Whatever you think it is is what it is, right? That's what they say. Exactly. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a lot of work, but um, I'm super happy with the outcome. Um, a lot of great 
talent that I, I don't think that a lot of people have seen. Um, you know, being in the independent circuit where uh, there's not a lot of storylines, uh, I feel like it's a lot of spot, spot, spot. I just want to do something different. And I feel like we definitely brought that to the table. Well, speaking of something different, you know, something I saw uh, in other interviews you've done talking about Pontown Wrestling was that you wanted it to be like a luxury indie show. So mm -hmm. talk to me about the concept for that. What was the thought process with that? And how do you feel that played itself out now with the pay-per-view? Okay, so we think about the indies, right? A lot of the shows, um, I definitely feel like the indies are um, taking it up a notch depending on what the circuit is. But it's kind of known, like you see some stuff in the backyard. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. Because I think that there's a demographic, even in the wrestling world, for everybody. Um, but... I was like, why can't this be a moment where we have backstage interviews? Why can't there be uh, promos? And why can't we create storylines? I think people get more invested into things when there's a story to tell. Um, you know, it's sports entertainment. You know, you can watch you can watch people do all types of, you know, intricate moves. But it's like, how do you make people who don't watch wrestling, you know, entertained and know, like, this is the baby face. And this is the hill. This is the good guy. This is the bad guy, you know? And I feel like we told a lot of great stories with that. Um, so for me, creating this with um, my good friend, Hunter Gallagher, it was just about bringing a new experience, having drinks, having a DJ, having all these, I think, moments that gets people interested who are not necessarily wrestling fans. Wrestling is a very tight niche, I feel like, community. Um, it's very specific. Sometimes people don't get it. So it's like, why can't we bring people from like the pop culture world, especially in the world of West Hollywood, which is in California, where you have every celebrity, you have all these people of like, well, why would I go see that on my on my Thursday night? Um, and I think that we did that, you know, um, just the crowd. It was one of the most litest crowds. I feel like everyone came back and you could just see how excited the talent was of being like, wow, every match, every show should feel like this. So I feel like we did our job, you know, just little things. I think little things, having hair and makeup, um, we had, you know, photography, making people just be seen and heard. And I think that that's super important to make people, everyone feel like a star. Like there's no this room because, you know, I'm the CEO. It's like, we're all together. We're all in this together and everyone's voices need to be heard. How much do you feel like your time in WWE kind of made you pay attention more to those little details? Or do you with now you being in a promoter's role, you know what I mean? Because you you talk about all the little things and stuff like that. That's like the number one thing that we always hear from people that come from that WWE system, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, whatever. And then they're out on the indies. They They talk about like the details and the little things and like you talk about with the story. How much did you feel like the things that you learned over there did you find yourself thinking of when it came to being the promoter now? I feel like a lot because it's the little things. I mean, for instance, I still haven't gotten a chance as I've been busy, but over this the course of like the next few weeks, I'm sending out thank you cards to every single person from the person who did the smallest thing as help move a table. Just because I think... You know, a lot of times people who are um, put on like the big screen have like a higher level or people glorify, but it's like, you know, it takes an army, it takes a village. When I, when you hear people say like, oh, I'm a self-made millionaire. No, you're not. You're not self-made because the person who did the smallest thing is the one who helped you get there. So I think everyone should get their flowers. And I feel like a lot of times people get their flowers when they're dead, but why not get them 
um, when they're when they're in the here and now. So I definitely feel like being in WWE taught me so much. I'm so grateful and forever forever grateful for the opportunity um, to now do things on you know rock. I've always been the person I rock the beat of my own drum. Most people I'm not for, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, and that's okay. But you know. At the end of the day, I feel like as long as I'm doing things to bring um, things full circle and making people feel good about themselves, I feel like I'm doing my job. So with that said, I mean, one thing that I've always heard you talk about in other interviews that I've seen is, and you know, you've said it yourself, you know, you weren't a wrestling fan growing up, but how you fell in love with wrestling. With yeah. that said, like, what is it, what, what was it about wrestling as a whole? Was it a person, was it somebody that stuck out to you or was it something about wrestling itself that hooked you and made you say, you know, this is not only something that I like doing. Cause I mean, there's a lot of people who came into WWE, they do their time with WWE and they decide, okay, maybe this isn't what I want to do. Or they go to some other Avenue or whatever that might look like. What was it that made you turn from somebody who, like you said, wasn't a wrestling fan to where now you have fallen in love with the business? I think uh, it's not, I think, I know people don't see what it takes. The amount of I, damage, especially you see people who've been doing this for decades and decades, the toll it takes on your body, you know, people think like, oh, you know, when they want to talk shit, it's like, well, you get your ass in the ring, you do that travel, uh, you go, and especially in the independent circuit, thinking about how much money the people on the indies get paid, sometimes doing it for free and they're sacrificing their bodies just to entertain and put a smile on people's faces. I don't care if you're the most shit wrestler or the greatest person, that's still, they're putting their bodies on the line. Even though it's sports entertainment, there's that chance that something could go wrong. And that's what really made me fall in love is the people um, who are doing this, um, that the sacrifices that they're making. If you have a family, you're leaving your family to go um, entertain, you're putting your body on the line and um, just making a lot of sacrifice. And that made me just really fall in love because I'm like, this is admirable. I mean, you think about any other sport in the world, everyone, I mean, everything has its pros and cons, but wrestling is something very special and very different. And the amount I feel like you have to do to prove yourself, even if you're fucking awesome and been doing this since you were two years old, you know what I mean? The amount that you have to prove like I'm worthy to stand in this square circle. So that really made me admire it and be like, wow, um, the passion that these people have and the amount that you have, again, that you have to sacrifice. So it's like, I really fell in love with that. And just also too, I mean, even though it's a sport to be able to see people get a reaction, whether it's good or bad, I feel like that's dope. Yeah. And I'd like you said, it could be taken away like that too. You know what I mean? So you got to yes. like, even, yeah. if you're, even, if, even if you're good, you don't do it right one night. That's it. Just like that. You know? So you really got to mad respect for the people that get in there. Even, even the newcomers that are getting in, like you said, for almost free these days, you know what I mean? Just to get your name out there. It's something that a lot of people just can't do, man. So. Or most people wouldn't be willing to do. I mean, because they, you really don't know what it takes to be. I mean, every time, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It, I was, you know, doing the most training that I could with also still putting together the show. And even though I did it for the little bit of time I, I did, your body does get accustomed to it. But I was like, oh, my Lordy, Jesus, my body is hurting. So for the people who've been doing it for decades and decades, I'm like, because that it takes a toll. It, it definitely takes a toll. 
I mean, and that's the thing. Our show also covers MMA as well, and that's the thing. It's been funny. I've uh, started doing the commentary side of things, and every fight, it never ceases to amaze me. The things that you'll hear people yell from the crowd, like, oh, get the fuck up and fight, or whatever, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, do you realize like how much it takes out of somebody when somebody's trying to beat the shit out of you right now, or in this case, in a pro wrestling match when you've been going for – 15, 20 minutes and been up, down, around, jumping off the top rope, having somebody slam you on your head and everything else. Like, you know, at some point you get a little tired or God forbid, get knocked a little loopy or whatever it is. And it's like, I can't tell you how many times I've sat there outside the cage and I'm like, dude, if you go on to talk shit like that, why don't you just go get in the cage? Like, just do it. These people are training for this and they're tired. Imagine what you would be like and they're not trained. That's exactly how I feel because, I mean, even if you're the most athletic, eating the best, drinking your water, your vitamins, there's nothing like what it is being in the ring. Now, I don't know about MMA, but I've even done like boxing and kickboxing in just five minutes. I've been like, wait, please, please hold because you're exerting so much energy and something I can relate to when you're in the ring the getting up, you know, like the the back and forth, it's you can go run on a treadmill, but or do all these exercises, but it's does not I still think you ever really prepare yourself for what you're gonna face when you're in the ring, just because it's it's different. Unless you're just doing matches all the time yeah. for your training. That's I mean, that would be the best way to train for it, but I don't think nothing can really prepare you for you know when you're exerting yourself. It's 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 crazy. It's that's a hundred percent something that relates a hundred percent and you know we've seen it at this point between like you know ronda coming from fighting over to wrestling and brock going from wrestling over to fighting you know it's one of those things it's like it's you'd hear it as ring shape and wrestling it's the same as fight shape with fighting like you could be training and you could be rolling and all that but there's a difference when you train for six eight weeks and you're training just to get ready for a fight or in your guy's case you're on the road for however many days a year and you know you've got matches with this person this person this person and it's a different place every night you know so it's one of those things that again it like you said unless you've done it you don't know that's why, like, that's one thing I've uh, really appreciated with doing this show is, like, we try to bring people from the indies to WWE to AEW and everything in between. And to hear just the different stories and the things of how people have come up and or, like, you know, one of my favorite ones that we did recently because um, I have Crohn's disease, right? So we had Big Swole from AEW on and then just talking about wrestling, but then dealing with that kind of stuff as well. There's so many things because you never know what anybody's dealing with, nor should anybody have to know any of that stuff. But you never know any of that stuff. So that's one of those things, even whether it be as a fan or since we started doing the show where I'm just like, yo, like you guys got to like. You know, like y'all have no idea what you're talking about. Even as wrestlers, like I was, oh my God, I was literally sitting in Chicago and I texted him. We went to uh, AEW Collision right before All Out and uh, shout out to uh, past guest of the show, Shane Taylor. He was getting ready to go against uh, Joe for the ROH TV title and they're playing his vignette up on this team on the, on the screen and this dude's, oh, fuck him, blah, blah, blah. I was was like. I'm over here and I found myself, I was like, I almost turned around and like told this dude to shut the fuck up. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just like, I look at things so different since we have done this on the wrestling side, but I had already looked at it from the fight side. So I completely agree with that a hundred percent, unless you've done it. Like, 
I just try to be a fan at this point, you know, especially yeah, after talking to talking about your friends, man, you get, it gets personal. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've <laughs> always been that way when it's fights and stuff. <laughs> you gotta love it though. But with that said, you know, we talked about, you know, you crossing over into wrestling and what got you into it and all those things. But what was it that made you want to make pound town wrestling a thing? What was the inspiration for it? Why, like what made you want to go over to that side of wrestling? So for me, I've always rocked to the beat of my own drum. Everyone, everyone kind of knows that. And I felt like if I could create something where I had more control, more say, um, and again, giving flexibility, you know, even when it came down to talent, what are you feeling? It's not just what, I mean, I have a picture, Hunter and I had a, Hunter Gallagher and I had a picture of like, okay, we kind of see it going this way, but how do we do this collaboratively? Now every, like life is unfair. So you're not going to, I'm not going to get a hundred percent of what I want and the talent's not going to get a hundred percent of what they want, but it's like, how do we come together and make this work? So for me, again, it was about local talent in California who maybe haven't, people don't know about, or maybe known about but giving them an opportunity to shine and where I love matches where, you know, even if the person's going over, it's like, how do we not bury you? How do we make both um, people look great, tell a story and um, just look, you know, look strong. And that's why it was important for me, because I feel a lot of times when you get into like anywhere in life, you have like this idea of this character or whatever you want to do. And sometimes it gets shut down because like, oh, we kind of see you doing this instead. So it's like, you know, maybe it's like, okay, I hear what you're saying. How do we, how do we collaboratively make this a, a full circle? So that's why I wanted to create PTW. Um, and also too, like allow non-wrestling fans to be able to tap into our world by making it something different, putting it in a club where we have a DJ, there's drinks. So even if you're not maybe a wrestling fan, you're, you're coming for the vibe and you're also coming for entertainment. So it was just about so many different things that I wanted to kind of bring full circle. It reminds me of J-Bone. I know you've been to a couple of them, but here in Detroit, we always have, uh, they have like Cinco de Mayo shows that they'll yeah. do. And they'll, they'll have like a mariachi band that plays. Yeah. And then they have like uh, burlesque dancing. But then of course you've got a lot more like Lucha Libre based you know, wrestling and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you get a lot of crowds where it's just people that are looking for something to do on Cinco de Mayo or whatever. Um, so it's a little like different said, than having the DJ and drink. having the drinks and having just having that different vibe. I think that's right. Yeah. And we had like a live performance, you know, during intermission. Also, that's it's dope. like, you know, a talent who is up and coming and trying to, you know, who's a rapper. And it's like, okay, here's the time now. People may not know you in this area. Come show your talent. So it's, not only That's just like right. focusing on wrestling, but also people who are in the entertainment. It all kind of it all kind of intertwines at some point with when it comes to the entertainment business. But the one thing that I actually did forget that was so big, and I can't believe I forgot about this, was diversity. Um, you know, a lot of times when you look at the bigger companies, you have to be a certain size or look a different way and kind of fit into a mold. But it's like allowing someone who maybe wouldn't be six foot five, but giving them that opportunity because they're just as talented because like you, you can't help, you can't help how you're born. You can't help how you look, what color your skin is, what race you come from, your size. So it's like, these are non-controllable. So why not give that person an opportunity to be able to showcase their talent? That was also 
something that was so big for me is being di diverse um, when it comes to PTW and the expansion of how bringing people who you may um, eventually never would get an opportunity because they're different, they're unique, but we can't help who we are. And I feel like I always say, um, you are your own superpower. No one can do you like you. You every like for instance, there can be somebody who goes out there and creates another PTW that is in a club and does that across, but no one's going to do it like me. You know what I mean? So it's just giving opportunity. I like that. Well, with that and and that with that said, you know that's one thing I noticed with uh, who you had on the card and in the matches and things like that. With that said, I mean with the response that you've had from the first pay-per-view and stuff, is there anybody that sticks out to you that like you'd love to bring in for maybe a future PTW event to keep that diversity? Is there people that kind of stick out to you that you think would fit the vibe that you're trying to create with this? There's definitely people, but also it's hard because if there's certain people who are already signed to like a major company, mm -hmm. that's, that's conflicting. But more importantly, it's been about, people who haven't had that opportunity. Um, I don't want to go listing names. I don't want to, because I don't want to short anybody, you know, or make someone feel like, damn, why not me? Because I can list a name of, you know, but you guys will see mm -hmm. on February sure. 8th when we come back for our second show of who you can, who you can see. But for me, it's not about trying to compete in the bigger leagues if that happens, but I'm staying in my lane. It's more about building up the talent who necessarily wouldn't have the opportunity and giving that that opportunity to, for the bigger companies to be like, damn, oh, we didn't see them before. We're interested now. That that is that's the goal of PTW of what I see at this moment. It's, who knows where it will go? But it's more about people who are newer and ha don't have that platform for them to now have that platform for the bigger companies now, like an AEW or a WWE or wherever they feel is fit impact, whatever that is. For them um, to be like, okay, they didn't, they weren't on the map, but now they are. I like that. And I mean, that goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier with somebody like Sonny Kish. You know, you had Sonny on your show now up over there on Impact and everywhere else. I mean, it's cool. It's, it's always cool to see, you know, different stuff down a card. Like, you know, in 2023, you've got everything from deathmatch wrestling. You got technical wrestling. You've got, you know obviously honestly tv wrestling is its own animal in and of itself so really there's a million different things you can see and then you've got things like what you see in icw and the pit and all these things so it's cool when you can see a card where like you're saying you've got uh an artist who's performing at intermission you've got somebody like sunny kiss you've got somebody like you who's been up at wwe you know you've got a whole bunch of different things that way you know for somebody who like you said is just coming in off the street they don't know what they're going to get, but they're going to get a lot of different things. And I think that that's something that definitely helps, especially in a market like Hollywood. Hollywood's got a million different things that you could be doing. So <laughs> to get somebody to come into a wrestling show, it completely makes sense why you would want to make it different. You know, and speaking of making it different, I heard you say in an interview, tell me about the name for Pound Town Wrestling, because I heard that it had a lot of influence from Sexy Red. So I'll leave that to you and tell me where the name for Pound Town Wrestling came from. So the whole point is, because you guys know I'm like the queen of controversy, um, whether that is positive or negative for some people. Um, 
creating a name where it, ma it makes people that's literally been a topic you know not all press is good press but really it is at the end of the day um pound town when you're when you're fighting you're pounding the mat i mean so you know when sexy red did come out with her song i think it caused a lot of controversy they're like pound town so the also thought is for instance someone who's walking down the street in west hollywood where it's filled with just a lot going on clubs because it's literally in the middle where there's all this club, all this, all these things happening. You walk past, you're like, "What pound town? What, what, what is that? Like, what, what is going on here?" The whole point is to make people stop and be like, "What is that?" <laughs> and I feel like that's exactly what we did. We made everyone stop and be like, "What is that name?" <laughs> it's and it's called. Hey, I agree. Though, you know. I I saw that in the questions when I was reading your interview with I think it was uh, fightful and when I saw that I was like oh I gotta ask that and especially with J Bone having the hip hop show bro what'd you think about that man I you know what <laughs> that's what caught me too I'm like pound times it's like a sexy red thing you know like okay, okay. it makes you feel like you did something else what, what <laughs> well right I mean that's like, I mean that's the gain right when you first hear it, you're like oh. And then you're like, it's because it's like, oh yeah, that that's that's what it is. Because yeah. if you think about it, you're pounding the mat. It's it's really that's what it is. But again, it's very simple with a with a word that makes people go like, oh my gosh, it's just it's literally a word that is very simple but is controversial, I guess. But when you really think about it, it's it's very it's, it makes it's people stop hard. and look. It's got mm -hmm. that. It's got that eye catching. I mean, it, and it's, look, anyone that says that it's overdone or something about because of the name. Look, man, I've heard people say in MMA for years. I've heard Pound Town multiple times. Maybe not in the most graceful of sense, uh, you know, in the graceful of ways at times in uh, post fight interviews. But hey, that's something that's been around for years. So get your head out of the gutter. But I just <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, yo, I have to ask about this because I was like, no shit. <laughs> but that's I like what I do, right? You need people to talk. If, let's be honest. I'm not saying that I ever want something to be derogatory, but people gravitate to things that are controversial. Like that's what the media is. Everyone, you're, you're in a, you're. I don't even know if this is relatable, but you're driving on the freeway, and why? Why is there traffic on one side when there's an accident on a complete? Because people are stopping and looking. People gravitate yeah. to things that make them be like, wait, what? Yep. Whether they like, then after that, then they have a decision. Okay, I like this or I don't. But it's like, I brought, I've brought you in. Now it's up to you if you if this um, resonates with you or you're like, ah, not for me. That's yeah. the whole point is bringing people in. And then it's a decision then if you like it or not. Our human nature, we're nosy as fuck. Exactly. So people want to know. got to know. What the hell is Pound Town? What is, and it's, I think when you say PTW, People are like, oh, okay. But when you say pound town wrestling, <laughs> it's a whole different story. I agree. So with that being said, you know, I know uh, in looking at some stuff, you know, what what about outside of wrestling? You know, I've seen uh, you tag the AA Academy and stuff like that. Are you trying to make like your own fitness studio out of that or your own like fitness app or what's that going to be? Um, Yeah. So that's actually been around since 2021. It's a fitness app. Cause I, you know, I'm a big mental health advocate. So it's a fitness app that's on Google play and the app store that just gets you into not only physical shape, but mental shape. I want to create an app again. I'm always about how do I push the barrier? Not just a regular fitness app. Anyone can go watch something on YouTube, but it's channeling your mental well-being, um, especially because I deal with mental health. 
um, with having ADHD, depression, anxiety, it's it's allowing you to tap into your mind because you can have the best body in the world, but that doesn't mean shit if your mind's messed up. Totally agree with that. I've been uh, I've been doing the I've been trying to do the, get my whole mental health and do all that stuff myself. So I agree. It's something that wasn't. I feel like for years wasn't like talked about nearly enough, and it's cool to see that now it's a more openly talked about thing, both for males and females at this point. Absolutely. But yeah. with that said, the other question I got to ask you is like, you know, we talk about, um, you know, we talked a little bit about your time in WWE. We've talked about Poundtown Wrestling and why you've made Poundtown Wrestling. Is this is this the thing that you feel that you're most proud of uh, in your wrestling career? Or is there a certain moment that sticks out to you where you're like, yo, this is as far as what I've done in wrestling. This is this is number one for me. This is definitely number one. Um, for the simple fact, I mean, if you would have asked me this even six months ago, would this be something I would be doing? Or if someone walked up on the street and was like, this is where your this is where your life is going to be heading. I would have been like, wait, what? You know, I also think, too, it's I'm the least likely person that someone would have thought would go out and create something like this. But why I love it so much as I get like chills is because it allows me to still do what I love in the world of wrestling, but combine all the other things that I like. Um, entertainment, um, again, me doing music. And it's not even about me, but it's like how I can, even if I, and it's not about me. It's like, I, I'm excited that I get to run this, but bring in so many different things that I'm passionate about while giving people an opportunity. Again, just because I know that feeling, it's just kind of like, I think about in the acting world or anything that you have, it's always like, well, when you're going to do something, well, what, what is your, what is your back? Like, what have you done? It's always like a catch me too. It's like, well, I went out and did all this work. I just need the opportunity to be seen and be heard. So it's allowing so many different things to be combined into one. And that's what I love. Entertainment. Like I said, it's, it's all intertwined, whether it's music, whether it's acting, because eventually at some point, even with PTW, I want to have a, um, class that's up to people. And again, that that will show who really wants it and who doesn't, because it's not just about wrestling. It's telling a story. How do you captivate an audience? You know what I mean? Of having uh, an acting coach to be able to coach the talent on how to cut a promo and captivate a crowd. So it's literally allowing me to do everything that I've ever dreamed of into one thing and, uh, and bring in talent. It's almost like being a manager in a sense, if you think about like, acting or whatever and how you get talent and you shape them and you show them the, the way of how to do things. And even though I only had a short stint in WWE, I feel like it gave me enough tools to be able to give what I was able to learn and pass it on and pass the torch and be like, I maybe didn't get here, you know, but I'm giving you all the opportunities and all the tools for you to get there. And that for me is so fulfilling because it's like, you know, I didn't have that for myself. Most people don't have that in general, a coach or someone who's willing to help them do that. So that's what makes me super excited for PTW. I don't know, Jay Bone. It looks like uh, anybody that's not paying attention needs to wake up and find out about Poundtown Wrestling. Well, our last question is one that's been a part of the show since our very beginning, and I feel like you're going to have a great answer on this one. So we call this segment uh, Locker Room Etiquette, but it's not what you would think. I'm not trying to go pick and find some stuff out. I'm not trying to get any dirt or anything. 
it's pet peeves or things that you would give as advice to people. Now, I'll give you some of the uh, examples that we've had. We've had everything from, you know, make sure all the ones you hear, like shake hands and all that stuff. But we've had people like Ninja Mac tell you, you know, always stay in the ring so that you can be in shape. Stylus Young telling people to shut up and listen so that they can hear what's going on versus always wanting to talk. But then we've had a lot of other funny ones like Josh Briggs from NXT telling us, bring your own squirt bottle, bring your own wrist tape, wash your balls, keep your baby mama out of the locker room, bring your own clean gear, uh, just a bunch of stupid ones. So if you could add anything to said list. What would it be, or maybe even for the locker room of PTW? I would say be, be do you and be you. Don't try to be the next person, be you, because they're, an original is worth more than a copy. I like it. I like that one. Short, succinct, and into the point. Well, let uh, anybody who's new and doesn't know about Poundtown Wrestling know where they can check out the pay-per-view and what we've got going on with the next show and where they can follow you at. Yes. So if you guys are not following Pound Town Wrestling, it's Pound Town Wrestling across the board, except for Twitter, because Pound Town Wrestling was too long. So it is, this is PTW. You can stream the pay-per-view now um, at PoundTownWrestling.com. And because we're right here, we're going to do something. I'm just going to do it on the spot. We're going to just do um, KO PTW 15 for 15% off. I'm just Oh, snap. She's feeling generous. Make sure you check out this pay-per-view, people. You heard it. Yes. Um, And, yeah, it's also dope because you get to see my music video queen um, before it actually comes out to the public. A lot of great talent, a lot of great segments from backstages um, and also some live promos and things that you wouldn't expect. So definitely stream that. And then you can follow me across the board at Ariane Andrew. And as of right now, tentatively, our next show is February 8th, as we will be doing a Valentine's Day theme. Uh-oh, Valentine's Day. That sounds like trouble or a really damn good time. So if you haven't already done so, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Check out our sponsors, Potter's Tree Service. Follow J-Bone. Follow me. Make sure you're following Ariane. Until next time and in, in between time, eat good. It's almost turkey time. Peace.